Howdy do buckaroos! Welcome to another episode of the now very recently regularly rescheduled after show. <laughs> you, you sound like a Metamucil commercial. You want to be regular? <laughs> Would you like your podcast to be regular? Apparently, what it takes is is a, a calendar invite to make that reality. <laughs> so who knew? Uh, thank you for coming to my TED talk. Um, so, uh, hey everybody, I am your host Kelly Gamont. With me, as always, is formerly stuffy Cylon Media sensation Mike Rose. Hi, Ra- hi Mike. <laughs> Kelly, how's it going? Cylon, uh, Cylon Media definitely should be the name of my of my uh, advertising conglomerate. Yes, that's going to be uh, having 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 binge watched both the Fire Festival documentaries oh, over geez. the past week. Um. And and like feeling all my feels about like having worked in the production industry and mm-hmm. and like the ability if you haven't seen these I I have to say I enjoyed I enjoyed the Netflix one more but the Netflix the Netflix one compared to the Hulu one I liked it more because it was more of the, the actual people involved but it's also way way more um, morally complicit because it includes the Jerry it's produced by Jerry Media or partially produced by Jerry Media which mm-hmm. was the company. Aside from being uh, really, really skeevy, they were deep. They were hip deep, neck deep in the festival, and so it's really kind of odd to not mention that. Anyway, right? Being being peripherally past part of that industry of the production industry, mm-hmm. um, you can in fact see a see a cluster dumpster fire coming <laughs> down coming down the track. Oh, yes. it's not subtle. Like it's possible to do this, and and it just is like it's 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 a collection of bad decisions that makes you think, why would why would anyone choose to do this? And you're like, oh right, somebody who's a compulsive fabulist mm-hmm. and doesn't yeah and a, and a functional sociopath would totally do this. And yes, like, yeah, I've met those people. I've been around those people. I know exactly mm-hmm. how they work. It was very traumatic. I but I really enjoyed it. Highly recommend those anyway. Um, that was that just got me off on a tangent because that's not what I intended to talk about. <laughs> but I've forgotten what the other thing was. So something about having a, a Cylon Media conglomerate. Cylon Media, right? Because it was <laughs> Jerry Media. That's so. If I were going to yes. be Jerry Media, it would be Cylon Media, um, and then it would be F Cylons because that's the that would be my my oh there you uh, go my Instagram account. Yeah, so that would be that's what it would be, and it would yeah. be ripping off all the other robots and posting. <laughs> Their tweets and their Instagram as though they're my own. As though they were your own. Thank you. Thank you for coming to my robot TED talk. <laughs> I had um I had some trouble with my audio interface the other day and I was on a different call and uh and somebody went, Oh, what happened to Kelly's audio? And someone else said, Hey Kelly, really quick, say so say we all. <laughs> no, say by your command. That's what I was say by your command. And I'm like and they were like, Oh yeah, it was very exciting. Yeah, Which is what happens when, when when audio interfaces turn on you. So. Well, when they when audio interfaces go bad, and then they're like you know, they're holding you up at gunpoint. I have to say, I had <laughs> I had my my first uh, my my days without a lost time injury clock uh, reset. Oh no! This week, uh, this last weekend, um, it tech related, technology related, self inflicted injury. Um, so did you log into Facebook again? <laughs> Did I did I inadvertently promote my naked selfie as an Instagram ad? <laughs> no, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Don't don't worry, loyal listeners. We will get to the tech, <laughs> the intersection of tech, privacy, gazillions of dollars, and 
and people behaving badly. We'll get to that in a minute. No, I, um, so I have a, uh, a, uh, raid esque device. I will, I will mm-hmm. buzz market, uh, the Drobo. We all love Drobo. Dro- <laughs> not yet, not yet a sponsor Drobo. Um, so I have a Drobo and every now and then I will proactively upgrade some of the drives, yeah. take out the oldest drives, lowest capacity, replace them with new drives. Mm-hmm. And I was at, uh, I this found plan myself. This is a good plan. It's always a good plan. plan. It, yes. it's, it, it works. And I, was, I found myself at the, the Micro Center in, here in Brooklyn. Love mm-hmm. Micro Center. Uh, my, not yet a sponsor of Micro Center. Uh, <laughs> and, and they, of course, have all sorts of components for building your own PC, among other things. Yes. And what they, what they had was they had plenty of internal drives, but of course the internal drives were, I think there was a six terabyte drive for... Uh, let's say one hundred fifty or one hundred sixty dollars internal, but over on the shelf there at the end cap of the aisle, they've got a big stack of Seagate external mm-hmm. USB backup drives, mm-hmm. eight terabytes on sale for uh, hundred and hundred nineteen. Let's say. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So, so I'm was, guessing you took one home and shucked it. I took two home and shucked them, I and that's two. where it all went wrong. And it on the second shucking is where it all went wrong. And for folks not familiar with the with the concept of shucking, I can't imagine any of our listeners are not. But if you're not <laughs> uh, shucking a drive, if you if you go back, if you set the wayback machine to when uh, to the uh, catastrophic Thailand floods of about I want to say six or seven years ago. Yeah, uh, it's been a while, but yeah, it's been a while. But but we didn't know in our inter- interconnected supply chain world, or many of us did not know that. Almost every hard drive manufacturer depends upon components that are originally sourced in Thailand. Mm-hmm. And when, when Thailand had experienced those catastrophic floods, a lot of these companies and a lot of these OEMs were, were stuck. They couldn't produce hard drives. You right. had companies, on the other hand, like Backblaze, that consume a ridiculous number of hard drives because what they're selling is storage. Mm-hmm. Um, so Backblaze popularized or, or promoted a, to a degree the mm-hmm. concept of buying external drives, which were mm-hmm. more readily available because big box chains like Costco or Sam's Club had them mm-hmm. in stock. They would go, they would buy hundreds of these and they would remove the cases exposing the mechanism. Mm-hmm. And this procedure mm-hmm. is known as shucking, shucking, like an oyster. So for people who don't know, the there isn't anything particularly special about an external drive except the case. It's still, it's just an internal drive that gets put in a little box so you can put it on your desk or drop it in your backpack or whatever. Mm-hmm. So uh, you can do the opposite. Like if you have a desktop machine that has a sort of standard issue hard drive in it and you need to pop that out and it needs to become the external backup drive for some other piece of techno nonsense you have in your house, yep. then you can, you can. they are easy to come by. You can buy a case and you can take that internal hard drive and turn it into an external hard drive very easily. I don't know if everybody knows that. I'm not sure. Like, I know some of our listeners are pretty technologically savvy, but I also like to think that we gained a very notable new listener last week. And if that's the case, he may not have any idea that this is a thing that people do. <laughs> I, I think he probably does, but you never know. You never know. You don't uh, know what people don't know. Like, don't, I've, I've force-touched the flashlight on my phone and had people go, like, you know, brand me a witch. So, you know. Yeah. This, this, could, this could be the space bar mouse the ios space bar mouse of anybody <laughs> yes it could be any you know you like you could be today years old when you're learning that you have that external <laughs> drives and internal drives are the same animal um interestingly enough there are a couple 
a small handful of non-shuckable external drives. Yes. Uh, Western, Western Digital makes a few that at this point have the USB... USB-C or USB-3 connection soldered directly to the drive pin, so you can't... Right, which is a bummer. Which is a bummer. But almost any SATA drive, most... Like, you can mm. Google Google the drive and Google the brand of the drive and Shuckable and Shuck, yeah. and you'll see a video, and you'll see people taking the USB mm-hmm. to SATA bridge, which is a little circuit board, like the size of a pack of gum. Uh, they'll take that off. And so, yes, this is what I was doing. I was shucking some drives. And when you shuck these particular Seagate drives, you have to get into the case. The case has no screws. You have to get into the case with a, um, uh, like a, a knife or a razor blade. And the oh. reason you're here, like I'm, I'm gesturing now, so I'm whacking my microphone arm with my, my <laughs> arm. So you need to get in with a razor blade. And I did that with, on the first one, and it was fine, and it worked okay. And then you have to like work a screwdriver um, around the edge of the case to release the plastic clips. First drive did it fine. Loaded that in my Drobo. The Drobo takes, uh, at this point for mine, takes a good 36 hours mm-hmm. to repair the RAID. That's what right. it's doing. You've broken the, you haven't broken the RAID, but you've pulled one of the drives. You've disrupted it. It's in, it's in degraded mode. Mm-hmm. And then it reconstructs the missing data from parity, which is what a RAID is supposed to do. It's a beautiful, the Drobo, by the way, beautiful thing. Like yes. being able to pull a drive, pop in a new drive. That's amazing. It's We're living in the, super cool. We've been living in the future for 20 years. We didn't even know it. It's crazy. <laughs> um, but went to do the second drive, um, got the blade, the initial blade in there, uh-huh. and then took the screwdriver and then lost the lost the handle with the screwdriver bit. So I was pushing oh. down with the with the, actually it's a Leatherman. So I was pushing down with the flat oh. the screwdriver, and I slipped. And it wasn't the screwdriver or the Swiss Army knife that wounded me. It was whacking my pinky and ring finger on the edge of the drive case so hard that oh. they were bleeding that like there's there's mm-hmm. holes on the side of my finger so lost time accident folks take it from me be careful if you're shucking a seagate drive um don't hurt yourself like i did and take it from me the spudger is a magical thing spudger is useful you should accept the spudger into your life. Uh, I, I'm gonna go, Mike. I'm gonna go knock on Mike's door later and ask him if he's accepted the spudger into his life. Um, and the reason for that is because what that is is a teeny little thin, possibly flexible piece of plastic. It's sort of like a credit card, like in dimension. And you take that and you can uh, slide it into various parts of technology and help pop them open. It's very, very handy. I fix it. Sells them in a variety of configurations. You can get like. Um, I have one in one of my toolkits that has, oh yes, I said toolkits, plural. Uh, I'm mm-hmm. that, I'm that nerd. And, uh, you can get like a handle that has a small plastic hook on the end of it that you can kind of use to pop things open. You have some that sort of look like a guitar pick and yep. they're super nifty and they're super cheap. And the point of them is that you use them a few times and then like, they're no longer quite as narrow at the end, sort of like a putty knife. Like they're a thing that yeah. you just sometimes have to replace occasionally if you're using plastic putty knives. So, um, yeah, Mike, <laughs> Spudger, you well, should get one. <laughs> no, I, I have, I, I have several. It, this case just, it's, it become, it's such a narrow mm-hmm. um, gap, and it's so, st- and the clips are so stiff that you need something pretty firm. I could have used like a, I could have used a, a, um, a metal ruler. Mm-hmm. Um, I could have, I actually have Spudgers. I could have used um, a number of other potential. A guitar pick actually is if you go on YouTube and look, mm-hmm. at, there's a guy who actually pops this uh shucks this drive with a guitar pick yep com- and combined with a blade they're very so, handy 
very, very many ways to do it. The way I did it was uh, counterproductive and resulted in minor injury. But I am fine. I am fine. I'm glad to hear uh, I will. I will recover just fine. I just... <laughs> He's uh, going to make it everybody. It was touch and I'll go okay. for a while, but yeah. It was touch and go for a bit. Um, <laughs> what's going on on your side of the country? Uh, it's all about to freeze, which means uh, we're uh, my odd little corner of the world is on the edge of total anarchy. Mm-hmm. But so. it sort of always is. Don't you sort of always get the feeling that Portland is like, it, it's, it's, it's on the surface, it's really delightful bohemian and placid and calm and beneath the surface it's just like you can you can feel the old ones oh absolutely in their dreamless sleep you know but, waiting but this is anarchy with additional layers of clothing <laughs> so because Un- unlike the big earthquake or the or the wildfires or the measles right this is, oh this god is bundle up anarchy Oh uh, yeah! Oh god, the measles! I'm so like I'm, I'm almost glad about the about everything being frozen, just because it means maybe the measles people are staying home too. Um, the number of cases of measles continues to rise, and as of now, uh, I think either this morning or yesterday morning—I don't remember when it was—I heard it. Uh, we were up to 51 cases of the measles in Oregon mm. and Washington. So uh, when you hear about it, it usually says near Portland, and that's because um, Portland. Uh, snugs right up to the Columbia River, which is the border between Oregon and Washington. And right across the river in Washington is Vancouver, not BC, but Vancouver, Washington. And Vancouver, Washington is where this all started. And there has so far been one person who got the measles who was vaccinated and the other 50 are people who just like could not emotionally prepare to get their kid a shot. I don't know. Um, So yeah, like I'm considering... Even knowing how well it went last time, I'm considering getting another measles shot, like, you know, in case, just because it, it sort of bothers me. And yeah, anyway. <laughs> like, like, like you know, like you wear a second pair of uh, second pair of underwear. You know, it's just, right. just in case. Or like the long johns, if you have to go outside the next couple of days when you live here, like <laughs> sometimes gonna... an extra pair of pants is necessary. You know, that's where we're, we're... at. Where it's going to be cold and snowmageddon, like is it? Oh. Are, are you? How much snow are you all expecting in the next brief period? You know, nobody knows. They just know it's coming. So <laughs> that's the thing. Is like uh, some say. Uh, I'm, I'm going to look while I while I tell you about this. Uh, like at first, we were hearing um, that it was going to be like loads of snow. They were saying like it was going to be a foot of snow, right? And um, and of course, I went. You're funny. Uh, and then, like, aren't you cute? Um, so right now, it lo- okay, so right now, this second, uh, it is 40 degrees in Portland. However, it is at this... Down, at, as downright of, temperate. Well, that's pretty chilly for us because we didn't really yeah. get winter here until about a week ago. So um, as of 40 minutes ago, it was snowing hard in Seattle. And Seattle is... is almost as well equipped for this sort of thing as we are so seattle's kind of a disaster it's just that most people in seattle have the sense to stay home and they don't have the sense of portland drivers who think that all they have to do in order to get to drive in terrible weather is buy an escalade and put studs on it they're (laughs) idiots so um you know like people always ask me like aren't you afraid of being out on the road i'm like no me and the road are cool it's every dipstick that went and got snow tires who thinks that that's all they have to do that's what worries me so anyway that being said, um, it's supposed to be low 30s 
uh, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. And so whatever happened, whatever event we do get is like not going to be over for, you know, three, two, three days. So uh, rain snow mix is supposed to come tonight. And then tomorrow um, we're supposed to get more actual snow throughout the day. So hopefully the, the good news here is that um, it's going to be over the weekend. So yeah. maybe so people won't be maybe trying that to, get helps. to work or in school and right because we did have that uh, like last week and it was sort of terrible. So if I scroll down all the winter storm warnings, uh, mm-hmm. there is one. Holy cow! Um, there are a lot of them in eastern Oregon, and they don't get storm warnings because like it's it's regular for winter storms to come there, so it's yeah. not a big deal. They if, like, don't, why gets why a foot warn of snow. you? It's like warning you the right. sun's going to come up. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it's it's cold. It's probably going to snow. Like, yeah, you don't need to tell Pendleton that. Um, So here, as of an hour from now, there is a winter storm warning. Oh, boy. That goes from uh, 6 p.m. tonight until uh, 1 p.m. tomorrow afternoon. Uh, Let's see what they say. Heavy snow expected. Total snow accumulations, 4 to 8 inches. Higher amounts above 1,000 feet, which for here is a big deal. And the only reason it's a big deal is because nobody here knows what to do if the weather turns bad. So, um, and then people don't stay home. Like, they're not bright enough to go. All they ever show, you know, every time it freezes in Portland, some idiot in their BMW makes national news because they don't know how to steer and they crash into cars all along the curb. So, oh like, it's always a thing. And then nobody stops and thinks about, you know, the only time Portland ever really makes national news is, you know, measles and ice storms. So maybe I should... Donuts. Like yeah, maybe I should not go. Maybe I maybe I should hit whole paycheck before the snow starts. You know, yeah, maybe it's just a thought. You know, you might you might exactly. do your bread and bread and milk and uh, wine and uh, CBD shopping before before the there snow comes in. There you go. In. Yes, <laughs> it's a pre pre snow CBD. Um, yes, I am. Bread, milk, I am looking and CBD. At, I am looking at our forecast, um, and we are in the downswing of a thirty degree temperature. Oh, swing in 16 in 18 hours so this afternoon when i stepped out for lunch it was a balmy 54 degrees it was delightful that's a, that's a portland sort of weather afternoon 2 p.m two, mm-hmm. at 2 p.m it was really really nice and from 2 p.m to pretty much now it's dropped from 54 to say 38 oh, give or take 38 right now mm-hmm. and by tomorrow uh tomorrow morning when people are getting up mm-hmm. saturday morning at 8 a.m it will be 23 degrees so it's going to be chilly but that's february for you you like you leave the house wearing a, a light jacket as i did this morning and uh <laughs> came came home that's on you and it's windy and it's mm. really freaking cold or, or getting very very cold yes um yeah, and actually the winds are going up all night uh, long. So tomorrow morning, the winds will be uh, a brisk 19 miles an hour. It'll be yeah. lovely. Anyway, Not thank fun. you for coming to the Dark Sky Podcast, everybody. We're, <laughs> we're glad you're with us. We will pick a location of any listener, and we will give the 36-hour forecast for that listener individually on request. All you have to do is tweet us at the underscore after show or come to the website aftershowpodcast.com and uh, let us know where you live. Um, you know, we're, we're happy to do that. It's a service we are willing, nay, eager to provide. 
Uh, so at least yeah. two people, at least two of our listeners are stuck in the snow that's coming my way because I know that uh, Info Driveway is in northern Washington and I'm pretty sure Phone Boy is in or near Seattle. So um, there's two people right there that I know are currently uh, probably under the snow. And uh, I'm really sorry, guys. Sorry, it's no sorry fun. guys. Yeah. Sorry, Phone Boy. Sorry, Info Driveway. It's no fun. Um. We should probably say some hellos to people now while we can, while we're thinking well, about while it. We're, while we're talking about, while we're talking about people and their weather. Yeah. And how much we love them, uh, we can say, hi, Chris Fuller. Hi, Chris Fuller. Hey, hey Dave McGee, new listener. Thanks for Hi, joining. Dave McGee. Uh, hey, Mike Dowdy. <gasps> <laughs> okay, after last week, like we got a reply. And I live in a world for like the briefest of moments, Mike Dowdy replied to me. And holy cow, like... Yeah, you should ask Mr. Kelly because like the reply came while I was standing there holding my phone and brushing my teeth and I like stopped brushing my teeth and just sort of stood there and stared at my phone with my toothbrush. He's like, what happened? Are you okay? And I showed it to him. He's like, I can't read your screen. And so I had to like finish brushing my teeth and then I'm like, and I'm like, that's Mike Doty replying to me. That's Mike Doty replying to me. Uh, yeah. And then I was like, great. I hope he doesn't actually listen to the show because he's going to find out I'm some sort of stalker that's like had this iTunes song on my phone forever. Mike types, be cool, Kelly. Try to maintain. <laughs> Dial <Yeah>. it back. <laughs> yeah, that's what's going to happen. So if he's like, hi, Mike Doty. Uh, I swear to you, I'm not a stalker. Please don't put me on the blacklist for your show here in March. Um, also, because I don't know if he listens or not, and I don't know how much you guys hang out anymore, but hi, Javi. Hey, Javi. Hi, hi, other Kelly. Hi, Michaela. Hi, Kelly. Hi, hi all our, our loyal listeners. So we... We hi Brittany cher- and hi Diane because I know those are two people hey, who Brittany, actually listen to us. So we we cherish you all, and we'd like to take this opportunity to um, to tell you a, a a bit of a not a fable, not a parable, <laughs> not really a morality tale, more of just a a warning or a a cautionary tale. It's a PSA, a cautionary it's tale, a, a, a cautionary PSA. It's like you know, don't you look both ways before you cross the street. Um, don't drink and drive. Don't text and drive. Do not, do not, do not attempt to blackmail with nude selfies <laughs> the wealthiest person on the planet. <laughs> don't do that. I what? Yeah. Really? Wow. Like, you know, I have to, like, on the one hand, it seems pretty nervy to do that to anyone of a particular stature right like there comes a certain point of achievement in the world where like you sort of have to you sort of have to almost have an eensy eensy bit of 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 admiration for somebody with the backbone to be like yeah you know what i can go try and hold some information over this person well yeah it's totally gonna work because it's not like they can hire enough people to make it go away or make (laughs) me go away or anything else right like just to be somebody to have the nerve to be like i have secret stuff on you and i'm gonna try and get something from you in exchange for that for keeping that secret stuff to myself yeah, well, I, I think I think it is it is so for anyone who has been under a a log for the <laughs> past thirty six hours, um, and and admittedly, if you were like on a cruise or something or on a long flight and you came back down, you picked up your phone and you you say what on what 
timeline have I landed? What portal did I fly through? Yes. Because what we're talking about. Hello and welcome it, to 2019, by the is, way, because your other it, notifications aren't going to be any less weird. Is Amazon CEO Jeff Bezos, uh, who, uh, as as you may know, back in January announced, he and his wife, Mackenzie Bezos, announced that they were divorcing. Mm-hmm. Um, immediately after that, the National Enquirer ran a... Uh, 11-page story. They actually pushed up their print schedule to release the story uh, detailing um, the breakup and Jeff Bezos's affair with um, Lauren Sanchez, mm-hmm. uh, who is a television presenter and, and celebrity, and included text messages, intimate text messages from the, uh, the adulterous couple. Mm-hmm. So, okay, that's problematic. Uh, problematic for everyone concerned and embarrassing for everyone concerned, except for, of course, the National Enquirer. Right. Jeff Bezos, a person of not inconsiderable resources... <laughs> of some import, yes. Allow me to refer you to my earlier mention of the richest person in the world. <laughs> um, says, I'm really curious how these people got a hold of these text messages and also why they chose to do all this reporting on me. I'm not that interesting. Mm-hmm. Keep so, in mind that the Washington Post did report on him and he owns the Washington Post and there was there's a reporter there who reported on like this is what's happening there was an announcement this is what this person said this is what that person said here's where we are thank you drive through like you would expect from most places right regardless yeah. of whether or not it was the owner of the paper or not so true yeah true. so it was a very because at that point like when it when it initially went down and the initial announcement happened that the two of them were splitting up like that's all there was you know it was respect our privacy we're splitting up it's you know 25 years or whatever it's been and it's 25 years and um you know and we're working it out and like something i think it said something about it being amicable or or something like that or continuing as friends or something and separation and and in loving you know yeah and respect our privacy and it, I mean, they have they have four children, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, they obviously they've been together twenty five years. They actually got married when um, uh, when Mackenzie was quite young. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually hadn't hadn't read the story of their courtship until today, but it was it was cute. <laughs> she she's a novelist, and she after she graduated from Princeton, she w- was looking for a, went to find a job to support her her novelist habit, and she became uh, an admin an administrative assistant at. D. Shaw, which is a quant brokerage downtown where actually one of my friends worked, mm-hmm. um, but that's also where Jeff Bezos worked. And she, um, you know, she's 22. She's sitting in a, at a desk and there's a guy whose office is, you know, next door or around the corner. And he has a very distinctive barking laugh mm-hmm. that she found charming and irresistible. And they started dating and they got engaged very quickly and they got married very quickly. They got married when she was 23. Mm-hmm. So, you know, she's been... She's been married to this man more than half her life. Yep. Um, she is an, she's a novelist. She's an accomplished novelist. She's mm-hmm. um, a mom. She's uh, an advocate for the causes she cares about. And, and, and she's also, you know, going to be one of the richest people in the world. Yes. But, the, but that's, not who, that, that's not who the National Enquirer was interested in. And no. The Washington, yes. and, and so part of the... Part of the curiosity here is because he does own the washington post he makes interesting enemies mm-hmm. including the president of the united states mm-hmm. um so so bezos says this is peculiar and i want to find out how these people and this this 
publication got a hold of my text messages. So Jeff Bezos has a security consultant on Retainer, a fellow named Gavin DeBecker. And if you haven't heard of Gavin DeBecker, um, you, you, you probably should, because very, very <laughs> interesting person and an author of several books, including his, his first book, a seminal work called The Gift of Fear, mm-hmm. which is a really, really interesting book about um, how to, I hesitate to use the term manage, but how to grapple with the risk of violence in your life and predict it and see it coming and and be able to recognize what, you know, when he says the gift of fear, recognize that your instincts are hopefully going to work in your favor and are going to tell you, ideally, when when a situation is innocuous and when it is dangerous. Mm-hmm. And so he, he does, it's a really interesting book. Um, I've, I've worked with, or I've, I've taken classes with, um, and my wife has worked with, a group called Prepare, uh, Prepare Incorporated, which teaches self-defense, a self-defense uh, program called Impact. Mm-hmm. Really, really great uh, if you are if you are a woman or you are someone who wants to learn how to defend yourself when you may not be physically stronger or physically as strong as your assailant. It's a really, really amazing workshop and class. Um, and Gavin DeBecker was very was quite involved with. Um, building out some of the philosophy of that class and with the founders of the organization. So okay. he's he's a couple degrees away from me, but I know I've I've known about him for a long time. Okay. Now, all that said, <laughs> Bezos calls DeBecker in and says, Gavin, I want you to figure out what like how how this information got to them. I want you to do some investigating. And DeBecker says, Okay, what are what are your priorities? And what am, what am I allowed to spend? And Bezos says, my priority, I want you to prioritize protecting my time. So you go and do this and d- mm-hmm. don't bother me with it. And you spend whatever you need to, to figure this out. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> okay. So the, the celebrity security consultant to the stars goes out with an unlimited budget to find out what's going on. <laughs> Apparently... <laughs> Apparently digs up some some junk because the including a possible possible involvement of uh, Lauren Sanchez's brother Michael, who is connected with Roger Stone and Carter Page of all people. It gets very complicated, but the point is that they were they were pursuing this investigation and starting to to think that maybe there are some reasons that the National Enquirer and American Media Incorporated went after Jeff Bezos that had mm-hmm. nothing to do with the journalistic merit of the story. Yes. And that's when, earlier this week, uh, lawyers for American Media uh, American Media Incorporated and the chief content officer of American Media Incorporated emailed, <laughs> taking <laughs> notes on a criminal conspiracy, emailed <laughs> uh, Gavin DeBecker's lawyer and Jeff Bezos' lawyer and said... We have these other photographs. And here's and a description pho- of what and these here's are. And here's a description of what photographs we have and exactly what they will they show. <laughs> and you know what and, was funny to me about all yeah. of about all of them is that every one of them points out that he's wearing his wedding ring in the picture. Yeah, which is just oh, like <laughs> 
Yeah. I mean, seriously? Like, seriously? <laughs> yeah, like, I wasn't going to say anything, but oh, I'm wearing my wedding ring in all these pictures. You're right. I should fold like a deck of cards, right? <laughs> like a card table. I yes. I mean, that that's that's the you know the they're they're saying more in sorrow than in anger. It's like, well, it's just it really hurts me to have to do this. No, you know what? <laughs> I don't think it does. No. But I'll tell you what will. Um man. Yeah, so anyway, they send him this list of photographs of, you know, him potentially in yeah, we got a nice well, stack of well, photos here. It'd be a shame if something happened to him. Like said, somebody tripped and fell and published them in the National Enquirer. <laughs> somebody, there was a, there was a, you know, zero days without a lost time accident. Guy just <laughs> fell on the press. Yeah. It's the weirdest thing. So anyway, they sent, they said, here are these pictures, including naked selfie and reveal other pictures. And yes, the wedding ring and all the stuff. And then basically said if if you do not and mr if you and mr de becker do not agree to publicly say that you have no evidence and no information suggesting that the national Enquirer had any sort of political motivation in this <laughs> if you don't say that we will you know who can who can say what will happen can't control who can say what will happen to all of these pictures including one of your special lady friend in a bikini yeah or in a low-cut dress and a low-cut dress like yeah and that was like to me that was the thing that was really funny is that there's really only one one maybe two of these pictures that should probably be worried about but like because like you know a lady in a bikini, like, fetch me my fainting couch, right? Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, some of them certainly would be embarrassing. But so right. you may be asking yourself, again, if you haven't followed the story, you may be asking yourself, how do we know I was that just this was the communication? Say, why, how Mike? Is it, how is it how, possible that you know about emails between how, how AMI we, lawyers and... How could we possibly know? Was there like sort of a blue origin skywriting? Did something happen? Because, be, to well, to get to the end of the message after it says like, we have these messages. Uh, th the part that was also very entertaining to me to read in the communication from AMI people was the part where it says, um, you will make the, you must make this statement. And if you ever dispute this statement in the future at any point, then these photos will come out. Which I yeah. also thought was very funny. So and then so it gets to the end of this and um, and there's a reply from uh, from Jeff Bezos' lawyer who, that says, well, first of all, you would be violating copyright because right. people who take their <laughs> own people who take photos are the owners of those photos, and you are clearly going to you would clearly be publishing them without permission. And then there's also some mention of like something that the Washington Post is up to that needs to be knocked off right away and then so there's a reply back from the from the the National Enquirer people that says like uh, it's important to us and we're protected by the First Amendment because freedom of the press and people need to know that this man doesn't have enough business sense to not take a picture of himself in a business meeting. So it would be in the public, because that's one of the pictures. Yeah. Um, so it would be in the public interest for people to know that like, this is what this dude is up to, right? This and so, you know, your move, Bezos, right? That's where they're at. <laughs> so what's his Check move? Check and mate. Yes, yeah, so what well, was what's the move, move, Mike? What's the move? So 
yes, there, there's the the bit you're 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 taking pictures of yourself in a business meeting. Um, the the washing the ownership of the Washington Post is, and I quote, a complexifier. Yes. Uh, for Jeff Bezos, which is a word that is not a word, but anyway. Um, and I respect so, that because I too am a person who will assemble words out of known English quantities. It's very Germanic. Yeah, Just like I slam them together, see what happens. It's word fusion. It's like if you hit them together hard enough, they stick. It is. Um, so anyway, all these things happen. How do we know they happen? Because <laughs> Jeff Bezos, rather than replying to an email or calling his lawyer and saying, Where shall I do. send the check? Here's the negotiation position. Yes, I will issue the statement. No, I won't. Jeff Bezos mm, takes all of his uh, his emails there and he uh, you know copies them. And he puts them in a, in a medium post. And he posts it the en- on medium. The entire thing is public. <laughs> and it's all on a site called medium.com for people who don't know. And so, and it's all just listed there. So they're like, your move, Bezos. And he's like, okay, I'm going to tell everybody. And he, bas- and he even said, like, it might be embarrassing. I'm publishing everything in full. I kind of, like, it's better for me to do this because... I don't remember how he put it, but it was basically like, if a person in my position can't stand up to these people, then nobody can. And the entire thing is public. It's been laid bare for all the world to see. And yesterday, uh, this came up on uh, the Rachel Maddow show, and I was watching it. And as she started talking about AMI, I went, wait, 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 wait. Rachel has told us before about how they were in a non-prosecution agreement, like sort of an Im- mm-hmm. sort of like immunity deal. Well, they had, d- David for, David Pecker. I should it, it, we can't let it go go unsaid that the president of American Media Incorporated is named David Pecker. Yes, uh, and he he has an immunity agreement with the uh, special counsel's office or Southern District New York. No, special counsel's office, I believe, regarding mm-hmm. the hush money paid to. Uh, Karen McDougal, uh-huh. uh, one of the two uh, women yes. that Donald Trump allegedly had affairs with, and mm-hmm. then it paid off or were paid off in the run-up to the 2016 election yes. to not talk about the fact that they mm-hmm. had affairs with him. Uh, she was a she yes. was a, a Playboy model, if memory serves, and so they had an agreement with her. They paid her money uh, to catch and kill her story. That is. An illegal campaign contribution, arguably, mm-hmm. that this guy was given immunity for the campaign vi- finance violations, but part of the immunity agreement, Kelly, was what? Something that I feel like shouldn't have to have been said in the first place, but since you are dealing with somebody who broke the law and that's why there has to be an immunity agreement in the first place, it says, mm-hmm. as a standard part of the immunity agreement, that you shalt, thou shalt not break any further laws, like not even jaywalking. Um, for a period of three years, like from this agreement. So basically like we, we know you may have done some stuff, but don't do any more of it. Like while Mm -hmm. we're working this out and I know I'm not a lawyer, but it kind of seems like we did. And that would mean that if they had done that, that all of the stuff that like, it's basically open season on, on the national Enquirer. Yeah. And in fact, in the process of publishing this, or in the process of exploring this, uh, Bezos and his team just were heard from a, a lot of other people who said, oh yeah, American Media Incorporated threatened me the same way they tried to blackmail mm-hmm. me. 
Ronan Farrow <gasps> of the New Yorker oh, came out this morning. Came in this morning <gasps> and said, "Yeah, they tried to they tried to get me to stop reporting." Um, the Daily Beast said, "Yes, we were contacted by them in the course yeah. of reporting story." They told they said, uh, "We will," and and so you you it's very clear that this is just standard operating procedure for this company and for for the, yes. for the Inquirer that this is just the way they they do things that they have dirt. And they say we will, we will show it all will, to people. We'll do you do what we ask, or we'll publish it, mm-hmm. or you don't do you refrain from doing something, or we'll publish it. Mm-hmm. And they've been doing this for uh, some number of years, yeah. decades, however, however, however long you may think it's been going on. It's probably been going on that long, but now <laughs> they went and said to someone who, rather than his primary asset being his reputation Mm -hmm. or his public persona Mm -hmm. they went to someone whose primary asset was scrooge (laughs) mcduck-esque vats of money money. and you however you feel about billionaires as a category right and 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 however you feel about jeff bezos as an individual yes not ever not everybody's an amazon fan no many people feel that he has been uh, bad for America, or bad for his, bad for his workers, his company, sometimes his customers. Bad for commerce um, because they. Last I checked, they were still advertising on Breitbart. Amazon ba- was ba- so any a, 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 at best amoral, at worst, you know, profoundly negative. Right. However, there. <laughs> You, there's still you, something to be said for, to be for said. doing th- for, for ending up in this moment and instead of like how much is that check saying hold my beer while it, i really, hit publish it's it's i don't want to uh get us into itunes explicit territory but it would not surprise me at all <laughs> if one of those images revealed the glint of brass nestled <laughs> betwixt mr bezos's thighs yeah because the cojones of freaking titanium. Yes. Or this is. I mean, this is. This is. This is like. This is very much a a dominance move against absolutely. somebody who is who is trying to exert power over you in a way that is both painful and very very difficult to push back against. Mm-hmm. And to be able to say, you know what? No. I <laughs> I loved it. I like yeah. Where I come from, we would say um, they clank when he walks. Yeah, a little bit, and that's all anybody. Re- and and you say that to somebody. Yep, I I'm picking up what you're putting down. Um, he I you know like like you said you know whatever you think of him or his companies or his stance on insert issue here. Like in this case, I feel like he absolutely did the right thing. This was the right thing, you know. Like he said, if he's not in a position to to stand up against this, then who is? Right. And then to see all of the fallout from this happening today, you know, Ronan Farrow and all these other people that came out and they're like, oh yeah, they tried that on me. They tried that on me. Yeah, uh, you know, yeah, I just I, terrifying. I, yeah. Well, and then to see that it's just continued, and so I kind of want to know, like, I want to skip ahead, you know, a little bit, and like like see how this turns out for them because it seems like it's going to be really bad yeah that's it's gonna it's like (laughs) it it's it it, we know you did some bad stuff but but knock it off like oh here's all this evidence of more bad stuff yeah it 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 takes it it's it's almost a weird sort of me too moment Mm -hmm. of somebody somebody standing up and saying this is what happened to me 
and giving other people the opportunity to say, oh yeah, totally, that's the thing that happened to me. And we don't know how many people have been in this situation, but here's what we do know. And here, here we have the, the, the PSA, the cautionary tale. Among our listeners, how many of us are public figures likely to be susceptible to any sort of blackmail? I would imagine very few, yeah. verging on none. But just please, we beg of you, <laughs> remember that the internet is forever. Remember that the stuff that you ingest through the camera or the microphone or the little virtual keyboard of your the computer sitting in your pocket is forever and that you hmm, what consenting adults do with and for each other is entirely their own business that's great Mm -hmm. but if you're going to do that use an encrypted messaging app (laughs) please and lock your have a passcode i mean something don't just don't be dumb well i guess is what i'm trying to say that ties into another thing that um that i've been talking about a lot for people who don't know because i don't know if everybody knows this um i host a podcast called mac observer the mac observer daily observations podcast i host it five mornings a week and what we talk about there is usually two um interesting news topics of the day like whatever catches our interest right and one thing that catches my interest a lot is security because security is important and we keep seeing data breaches and one thing and another right and Mm -hmm. so not too long ago we talked about a thing where we've we've had loads of data breaches and somebody painstakingly assembled some number of them into collection one it was called and then pasted this glorious amount of data into some you know anonymous site full of text and uh, put it up there for for everyone to see and it was you know people's personal information so that was collection one which was like uh 773 million email addresses email addresses and 21 million passwords, which, you know, should tell you, um, <laughs> should tell you something anyway. And then the, the thing that was, that is interesting about it, like, you know, good news, bad news, is mm-hmm. that um, it's 2.6 million rows of data, this, wow. this collection one. So um, we, we talked about it because it was a lot. And, you know, we talked about um, the amount of, space that would take up and different things you know how many how many books would that be and different kind of stuff and you know it's so much information and so like to to even this i have a hard time wrapping my head around but there are more so collections two through five are now all publicly available so this is 845 gigabytes of data so if you are making this podcast right now if you are listening to this podcast right now if you have ever told somebody else that you listen to this show where mike and kelly shout into the void for now you are all of those people have information in one of these it's just not possible otherwise you know so it's um uh we did a little bit of math and digitally it comes out to be four hundred sixty nine thousand copies of war and peace <laughs> Oh my goodness. Yeah. Wow. 
Yeah. So this is um so I mean a lot of it is very old, but you know, you need something like have I been pwned.com in order to um you know, make sure that you've got that that your information's not in there. Um the thing that I'm starting to campaign for is stop calling it a password and start calling it a passphrase because mm-hmm. that implies that you need more than one word, which is true. And, you know, um, longer is stronger. You need to have more, like, more words in that. And you need to um, definitely give the what for to any company that you go try to log in with, you know, a 24-character randomly generated password. And they're like, your password can only be 16 characters. Um, because <laughs> no, that's dumb. No, can't. Yeah. That's dumb. My business can be someplace else, but my password can't be that short. <laughs> exactly. So, like, that's the kind of stuff that I think needs to happen. Like, some places are getting better about it, but it needs to be a passphrase. And the other thing I think sometimes people don't realize is that um, when you go fill out those forms to create an account and you have to answer, like, password reset questions, um, no one's going to say, hey, guess what, Mike? I know your mom's maiden name isn't speaker garage car poster so you don't wait a minute so you don't get to have an account like you've never even met my mom (laughs) so no one's gonna no one's gonna give you grief about that so put in there whatever you want and even um it's it's they're not the longest but even if you're just using icloud keychain icloud will icloud keychain generator will suggest passwords to you so I apologize for whacking the microphone. Just there. Yes, it <laughs> that will uh, one password, one password will as well. Last password as mm-hmm. well. They'll su- they'll suggest well, nice long passwords. Dedicated password managers will give you nice long passwords. I think uh, all iCloud gives you iCloud Keychain. I think gives you like twelve or sixteen, which is at least random. So it's better than one two three four or your cat's name, but backwards. That's not security. So. This is the kind of stuff you have to think Again, about. Again, you've never met my cat, and I'm pretty sure her name is Security Backwards. <laughs> so, or if you took her name backwards, it would be Security. Ba- it's not far off. Okay. Well, I, now you have to go change all your passwords that are your cat's name. I, I, I do have to do that. And I also I think it's important to point out, too, that using a password manager is a big help. Yes. Using long passwords is a big help. Not reusing passwords is a big help. It's the biggest help. It's the biggest help of all. Um, and I, I encountered a, I, I, I think it was a, I hope it wasn't a financial site. I think it was a frequent flyer site where the answers to those questions mm-hmm. were, were actual drop downs. Like what color was your childhood home? And it gave you a list of colors and you had to pick from a pick mm-hmm. list. It's like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. You're essentially making me, making me do, give you a three digit base eight number. Yeah. <laughs> like that, that's my. Fabulous. That's not so good. That's less than. Yeah. That's not that. Not that good. Um, but all like all of this is really important and really useful, and yet I think there's still a bigger. There's a. Mm, I I don't want to be that like. <laughs> Aunt, Aunt Aunt May, you know, picking on people, and and in fact the 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 question of sort of good judgment. Okay, I want to separate the two questions. Okay. Or three questions. There's good, you know, security hygiene. Yes. Don't do all the things that Kelly... Like, do all the things or don't do all the things that Kelly was just mentioning. Long passwords, don't reuse, use a password manager, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. There's good judgment, mm-hmm. personal judgment 
around a maybe maybe don't have the affair b if you're having the affair maybe you know maybe choose to conduct it in such a way that doesn't expose you to blackmail like whatever there's all those <laughs> that like I, again i don't want to judge i am just saying that and i and i realize that at some point the question of good judgment has already left the building when you're talking about you know the wealthiest man in the world who's having an extramarital affair. Yeah, like that is an incredibly expensive ultra extramarital affair. It's ridiculously expensive. True. And did you really think it through? But that's like leave it aside. You leave that all all aside. The the third question is not one of infra, of security hygiene or good judgment. It's good opsec. It's good practices around your personal information. If you are a person who is has exposure or even if you're a professional even if you're someone who has a reputational um surface they have to protect it right and it doesn't have to be like you don't have to be jeff bezos for this to be a problem like you could be a notable person and you're in whatever circles in which you move and it could be something that could end up being bad for you (laughs) you don't have to be jeff bezos to have problems you may have 99 problems he has you know (laughs) 148 billion <laughs> problems but but it's a little different uh and just this this story i mean there you're living in the world that we live in 2019 today mm-hmm. our circumstances it does take a certain amount of effort to really make everyone sort of step back stand back and go what it what is happening right now like what what was in that drink what is (laughs) happening at this exact moment and this was one of those this was one of those times i i i truly as soon as i saw that that news alert hit my phone yesterday i stopped i did stop what i was doing i was on a phone call i said i'm sorry i need a moment (laughs) and i looked at it and i came back like okay you know stuff's gonna get weird yeah but it was but it was it was astonishing it it remains astonishing both the 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 bezos side you know potentially bad judgment and bad opsec mm-hmm. but also the the uh, the the unmitigated effrontery and gall of these people right who as you who as you very clear correctly pointed out are already in an agreement with federal prosecutors to just try and refrain for a couple of years from breaking the law. Right. Please, can you just, could you just not that for thing, a little bit? That there, could you not? Yeah. Could you please not? It's And and, and, ju- and so the New York Times now reporting that um, uh, the claim of extortion is said to be under review by prosecutors, so. Oh my goodness. It, yeah, it's all he he has risked significant personal embarrassment in taking on American Media Incorporated, um, but with a personal fortune of more than one hundred and thirty billion dollars, he has the means to torment his tormentors, <laughs> as he showed with his surprise blog post on Thursday, in which he described in unstinting detail American Media's threat to publish compromising photos of him. Mr. Bezos is willing to get dirty. In the pursuit of victory, he's attacked American media right where it hurts. It's shaky legal position. The only thing, I, the only thing I'll add is that uh, Casey Newton on Twitter, 
I think had the best comment, which is somewhere somewhere at Amazon, someone's having an awkward conversation about why he didn't publish it as a Kindle single. <gasps> oh, yes. Boss, can I, can I ask you a question? I just really want to know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. <clears throat> So anyway, any other thoughts on that or wow. anything else? Uh, well, that was a lot of thoughts. Um, you know, just that um, what I like, because this is sort of odd, but like what I have found recently that has been helpful is because mm-hmm. um, like I do this occasionally anyway, but I went through and ratcheted down a bunch of notifications on my phone and, and um, like I've never... I used to get news notifications until I figured out what was doing that and killed it. Um, <laughs> Cause I like, I will go to the news when I'm ready for the news and I don't need the news to like jump out from behind a corner at me and yell. And so I don't, so I don't have notifications on. And so you may find that, that ratcheting those down or turning them off entirely might be a good thing. Yeah. So take a, taking a little news fast. Yeah, so it's not like I'm not informed. I just am not always informed the minute it happens. And for the most part, that tends to be okay. So that's mostly what I've been, like what what has helped me sort of deal with a lot of this like craziness as it happens, you know, now that everything is breaking news and mm-hmm. all of that is just sort of um, taking that moment. And then also like um, uh, I, I'm making a conscious effort to do more stuff that is not sitting and watching the news like having some yarn time i like to knit and crochet and so i've been working working on some of that stuff i have a star wars amigurumi kit which is um a word for uh, like teeny weeny crochet dollies that are super duper cute so i've been working on this um amigurumi yoda which is super adorable um i i know i know that you just said that's a yarn a little yarn figurine yes. but it sounds delicious <laughs> mm, amigurumi yoda with, tastes like lemongrass with, and wisdom with some miso and yeah <laughs> yeah with miso and a little 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 red pepper flake so good <laughs> so like uh that um reading books uh not non-fiction books totally fiction books uh, just trying to pick up some of my other sorts of habits um, has been really helpful. So, like, that's sort of how I'm trying to counter-program all of the breaking news. So, yeah, that's the thing that I've been doing lately. And yeah, the yarn, the yarn stuff is fun. Yarn makes me happy. So, yarn, yarn makes yarn does make everybody happy, cats included. Um, <laughs> yes, in too. my house, I think I don't think I mentioned this last time we were. We were together. We have a new foster cat. You did not. Living in our basement. Chaz is living in our basement. I will post a picture to the show notes. Oh, uh, Chaz is Chaz is an emergency foster, short-term foster, uh, who needed a place to live, and he is living in our basement. And he is a sweet, sweet cat. He is so snuggly. Oh, that's awesome. Um, he's very friendly, and he is looking for a good home. So if you know of anyone in the Northeast who is looking for <laughs> a cat, one cat, uh, we can. We are, we're happy to provide him. He. We have. <laughs> we've not deliberately introduced him to our our perma cat, um, but we had a very funny moment just before I was recording the show. He's in the basement. Um, perma cat is uh, was in the kitchen, mm-hmm. which is where the door to the basement is. And there's a gate there that we put there to prevent Chaz temp, <laughs> temp cat from coming in. So the gate was open for a moment, and he he walks out and he's exploring the kitchen, and perma cat is sitting. In front of the refrigerator, 
hissing at him. Oh my god! Like loudly. <laughs> oh no! Like like really hissing at him, and he did not notice. Like oh, walked past her as though she was invisible, nice. like just looking around. It was amazing, and I'm thinking, you are that is practically Bezosian <laughs> in your yes in your don't give a don't give a damnness right yes. there. It was it was he was Bezos cat, so I think perhaps his name should be <laughs> Jeff and not Chaz. Um, but he's lovely. If anyone needs a cat, we would love to have a cat uh, for you. Um, and also, just to point out a news story from yesterday that in Montana, a cat that was frozen in a snowbank was revived by veterinarians. So oh. just for everyone in Montana, uh, winter is coming <laughs> and you should watch out for the White Walkers because that's totally... Oh, it's here. Like, yeah, you should... <laughs> yeah. It's happening. Yeah, um, I will not be surprised tomorrow to find somebody in my front yard living in a tauntaun. Just saying. <laughs> And you thought they smelled bad on, on the, the outside. outside. Uh, and on that note, Kelly, <laughs> thank you so much for being with us this Friday night. Where can the people find you? Well, as I told you before, uh, you can find me five mornings a week at MacObserver.com, hosting the Mac Observer Daily Observations podcast. You can also find me on Twitter as Verso. You should find me on micro.blog under the same name. Um, we are in the process of spinning up our uh, the Westworld podcast. We have not done the season two rewatch yet. So uh, we're looking at spinning that up uh, in the near future. So you can hear greetings from the Uncanny Valley over on the Incomparable Network. And you can hear me over there sometimes too on other shows. And I, I have to put in a plug for Kelly and Don's uh, Westworld podcast. It is delightful <laughs> and hilarious. And and if you're a fan of the show, it's really it's great to hear other people's perspectives on on the on the experience. I I have not done my season two rewatch yet. Well, you could do it so with I us. Will, I could do it with you. I could be like yeah. a special a special guest. We guest. do have. Ah, I could be a host guest. Yes, guest host. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> so for people who who watch the show, um, we did have a person on, and we were talking, and I said something to him I, I said something to him that was sort of you know that that was meant to be kind of funny and he goes you can't hurt a he goes you can't hurt a guest it's fine <laughs> uh, so, um, and the like one of the things that i like about doing the show with don first of all don is hilarious and second of all um we bring such different perspectives that we have to not talk about it ahead of time and so when you hear us on the show like all of that is a hundred percent legit and it's just us going like one of us saying something and the other person going oh my god i never thought about it like that and like we do that to each other regularly which is also super fun like when we're watching it which is also you know pretty entertaining so um yeah a lot of that is very on the fly so uh yeah yeah i like it's, that show. it's really great oh it's a, good, it's a good show and it'll be back yes and shameless uh shameless plug for mike uh mm -hmm. because uh today i got an email at my app camp for girls email address about a charitable disbursement Oh yes, indeed you did. I saw that that had that had shown up. Yes, yes. So very exciting for me. Well, I'm glad that we could. I I, I did a little mini Facebook fundraiser for uh, App Camp for Girls late last year, and it was pretty successful. So I was glad to see everybody ponying up. And today the 
Match came in, which mm-hmm. was also exciting. You can find me at Mike T. Rose on Twitter. You can also find me next week in Las Vegas, which I'm looking forward to. It's going to be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, you can find the show at AfterShowPodcast.com and on Twitter at the underscore AfterShow. And we are thrilled to be with you, and we will be back again in just about two weeks. We'll see you soon. Yeah.